guys, Derek here from Bomb Socks, and welcome to the Bomb Bites podcast. Hey, if you're new to Bomb Bites, it's a service from our company, Bomb Socks, to help be a resource to use. You're studying along with the Come Follow Me curriculum for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Hope you enjoy today's episode. So today I want to introduce you to Queen Esther. Now, how did she get to be queen? Well, we need to rewind yesterday again to Queen Vashti, where Vashti would not go out and prance herself in front of a bunch of drunk guys. And so she is deposed as queen, as her example. They were fearful that her example was going to cause others to be able to stand up in rebellion. And so grateful for Vashti's example, like we said, you know, standing as a witness. She did that. So now, as we're getting into the story of Esther, uh, one of the cool things about this, by the way, if you go to the Come Follow Me curriculum, you're going to see a wonderful video here. I would totally recommend watching this. It's about a 14-minute video, and it goes through this story of Esther. In fact, it's particularly about chapters 2 through 5. It really hits well. And so we're going to kind of cover that same concept today as you've got the need for a new queen. Now, you get into verse number 4 where it talks about a maiden which pleaseth the king to become queen instead of of Vashti. Now, we are also introduced to a wonderful man who I think is such a good example of someone who is willing to stand as a witness. His name is Mordecai. Now, Mordecai is from the tribe of Benjamin. If you remember correctly, the southern kingdom was comprised of both Judah and Benjamin. And so when they were carried away captive into Babylon, you've got the Persians now. So a lot of the tribe of Benjamin is up there in this Persian empire. And so you've got Mordecai, who is a Jew. Now, verse number six, we are introduced to Esther. It says, his uncle's daughter, for she had neither father nor mother, so she's an orphan, and the maid was fair and beautiful, probably very young at this time, maybe a, a 10 or 11 or so, whom Mordecai, when her father and mother were dead, took for his own daughter. And so what happens over the next couple of years, Mordecai is just raising her to help her love God, to be able to understand the law, understand all of those things. So now we don't know necessarily if Esther volunteered for this. Uh, verse 8 simply says that she was brought to the king's house. One of the things that Mordecai says to her, he tells her, do not divulge your lineage because for your own protection, make sure you do not tell them that you are a Jew. So Mordecai, as a good protective father figure that he is, verse 11, he walks every day before the court of the women's house to know how Esther did and what should become of her. So he is aware of her. Anyway, during this time period, Esther is brought up and she is she is raised up basically to become the king's favorite. Um, one of the things I love about Esther, uh, verse number 15, it says, now when the turn of Esther came to go in unto the king, I love this phrase, she required nothing. You know, in a world where we're constantly trying to seek the validation of the world and, and I can only imagine how Esther maybe was a little bit nervous for this, but what had happened is like when it came to that time, you know what? She required nothing. I, I love that. And so Esther obtained favor in the sight of all of them that looked upon her. Uh, even verse number 17, the king loved Esther above all the women. She obtained grace and favor in his sight more than all of the virgins so that he set the royal crown upon her head and made her queen instead of Vashti. And so again, Esther is awesome. And the king recognizes that. Everybody recognizes that about her. Now there's a little subplot here with this story that's going to play a big thing. We don't always talk about this part, but it plays a big role later on into this. As you get into chapter 2, verse 21, it says, In those days, while Mordecai sat at the king's gate, 
two of the king's chamberlains. So I can just picture Mordecai as he's trying to look after Esther. He overhears two of the king's chamberlains, Big Than, what a great name there, and Teresh, of those who kept the door were wroth, sought to lay hand on King Ahasuerus. This thing was known unto Mordecai, who told it unto Esther the queen, and Esther certified the king thereof in Mordecai's name. When the inquisition was made of the matter, it was found out. Therefore they, these two men, were hanged on a tree, and it was written in the book of the Chronicles before the king. Like I said, this will play later on into the story. Well, you go into chapter 3, and this is why Mordecai is so awesome. I love how, again, he stands as a witness as well. As you've got a bad guy by the name of Haman. Okay, Haman is like a chief of all of the princes of the kings, and everybody just loves this guy, or at least everybody is just kissing up to him. Because when Haman goes past, in fact, in the video, I love how they portray this. As Haman's going past, everybody's bowing to him, but not Mordecai. Verse number 2, it says, Mordecai bowed not, neither did him reverence and Haman found out that this Mordecai was a Jew verse 5 when Haman saw the Mordecai bowed not nor did him reverence Haman was full of wrath so what happens he hates Mordecai so much that he's like you know what we're gonna wipe out all the Jews and so he goes to the king and he's very vague about how he does this he says to the king there's a certain people verse number eight a certain people scattered abroad dispersed among all the people in the provinces of thy kingdom their laws are diverse verse from all people, neither keep they the king's laws, therefore it is not for the king's profit to suffer them. And if it please the king, let it be written that they be destroyed. And so Haman is very vague about this. He just lets king know, there's a group of people and we need to destroy them. The king's like, okay, let's do this. So the king signs a decree to be able to do that, not knowing that they are the Jews, but he still does that just to basically appease Haman. Now this decree goes out there to everybody and, and Mordecai sees this and obviously he is devastated by this so what does he do chapter 4 it says he read his clothes he put sackcloth with ashes and he goes out to the midst of the city and cries with a loud and bitter cry in fact all of the Jews are doing this and so in verse 4 Esther's maids they saw this and she sent clothes to clothe Mordecai and to take away his sackcloth from him but he received not and so what Esther does is she goes to one of her chamberlains his name is Hatak whom he had appointed to attend to her, gave him a commandment to go to Mordecai to know what it was. And there's an interchange between Mordecai and Esther's chamberlain, Hatak. And he just says, you have got to do something. Uh, verse 8, go in unto the king, make supplication unto him to make a request before him for her people. And the message that Esther sends back to him, it says, whosoever, whether man or woman, shall come unto the king in the inner court who is not called, there is one law of his to put him to death, except such to whom the king shall hold out the golden scepter that he may live but I have not been called to come into the king these 30 days. Mordecai responds back. And I love this verse. We will talk more about this in detail on Friday. For if thou altogether holdest thy peace at this time, then shall their enlargement and deliverance rise to the Jews from another place. Maybe maybe uh, deliverance will come from somewhere else. But thou and thy father's house shall be destroyed. For who knoweth whether thou art come unto the kingdom for such a time as this? And so I want to pause right there to show you again. Here's Mordecai. I, I love how Mordecai is kind of the unsung hero in the story as well. I know it's the book of Esther, but Mordecai, first of all, he doesn't stand up to Haman. And then what happens? He also is like, look, you've got to do something. Mordecai is very much someone who stands as a witness. And as he does that, you see it gets the ball rolling for what we're going to talk about tomorrow. 
if you'd like to check out our video that goes with today's podcast, you can find us on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook by simply searching Bomb Socks. That's B-O-M-S-O-C-K-S. And be sure to check out our amazingly comfortable gospel-themed socks at bombsocks.com. Thanks for listening, and hope you'll join us again for more episodes of Bomb Bites. Godspeed, and have a great day.